0: Welcome back to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Belley, your host, and I'm super thrilled to bring you inspirational stories, strategies, and practical tips to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs and leaders to become leading voices in their field by leveraging what makes them unique and attract their ideal clients and make a bigger impact in the world so my goal for you is both to experience success in your business and also live your best life now well today let's continue our wealth dynamic uh, series by featuring the first profile in the wealth dynamic system uh out of the eight profiles so if you remember last week i've presented the eight profiles and the creator is the first profile that we're going to see today with my featured guest so just as a remember creators are great at getting things started and terrible at finished thing. Uh, they have a high dynamo energy and are always using their quick thinking and imagination to get out of trouble. So their flow comes from expressing their creativity in valuable ways. And celebrity profiles include Richard Branson, Virgin, J.K. Rowling's from Harry Potter books, and Jack Ma from Alibaba. So let's dive in. So Marie Ruzica is an international transformational leader and best-selling author, host of The Catalyst for Joy, and create tricks of the magical land of awesome podcast. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast.
1: Hello, Francine. It's so good to just, it's good good to meet you. It's good to be here.
0: Great. So tell us in your own words, what you currently do.
1: Okay, so I call myself lately because it's ever-changing. That's what I love about being an entrepreneur is that you can always find little facets of the diamond that you, you've created. So for me, I really see myself as a consultant for joy and a catalyst for joy. And so what I do is I come in and through Roger's Roger James Hamilton's work and the Wealth Dynamics Profiles, finding out, What people's profiles are—that means you find out what your genius is, and when you find out really what makes you tick and the path of least resistance to your wealth, then I help people like reach out for that future vision and reverse engineer it so that can bring that that future vision to them.
0: Mm, I love that. So tell um, me—you know—when actually, um, can you tell me what a day in life with you? Is I think that it might be quite fascinating to see what a day, <laughs> a day in life with you is. If I follow you, if I'm a small fly following you, what would I say?
1: Oh, my gosh. Every day is so gloriously different.
0: Yeah, I, I know. That's what uh, I'm asking.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what happened was in 2016, I left corporate America, sold my house, started traveling the world. So that's why when I say every day is different, literally, you know, right before the call, it's like every, like where I lay my hat is my home. And I, uh, I, it, to travel the world, I, I, w- I worked in the travel industry in, in the corporate world. So I've been a world traveler for years and years and years, but, you know, cause right now I'm currently in Vegas and yesterday I was in Seattle and then next week I'm going to be in Texas and, Yeah, so every day is different. I really appreciate the fact that I'm also writing a second book and that has taken up a lot of my time and I'm so excited about the subject. And um, so every day has this sense of uh, as Roger, it's really, um, and I know, you know, the work of Roger James Hamilton. So understanding the rhythm of your day and rhythm of your week, using nature as your guide then every day must be different. So I really appreciate the fact that uh, if every day, because every day used to be very similar, yeah. get up at the same time, do the same things every day. I, I love shaking it up and doing something. Every day is a weekend to me.
0: I love that. And how did you finally get out of the corporate? It's uh, fairly recently, right? Like three years ago. Um, How did you actually, you know, have been doing this rhythm, you know, nine to five and then now every day is different type of thing.
1: (laughs) Wow. You know, I, I lived in the worker World, that foundation level. I thought that's what that's that's what life was. Except something kept nagging at me that something it's got to be more. There's got to be more here. I there's got to be some meaning in my life. Is this the way it's going to be for the rest of my life? Am I going to retire this way? Both of my parents had uh, have passed and made their transition, and so I just thought, you know. Am I going to live the same life they did? Like, it it was just, it was so vanilla. My life was so vanilla in the corporate world that, uh, and just it kept asking more for more. And then my wonderful friend, Rebecca Beltran, that I will thank forever, was doing a book study on Roger James Hamilton's book, The Millionaire Master Plan. And at first I said, I didn't want to take the test because I didn't want to yet hear again that I'm an introverted creative. But when I told her that, she said, no, no, no. You're going to find the path of least resistance to your wealth.
0: Mm-hmm. That was and the key word for you, right?
1: <laughs> it really was. It really was. And it wasn't about the dollars. It's about wealth in yeah. all ways. Mm-hmm. And so I took it and it was as I would have never guessed that I was a creator. Even though I knew I had creative tendencies, I didn't realize that, you know, to be a visionary, man, that was so t- almost too big for me, except it also made sense. My life got, you know, it's like Tetris, you know, the game Tetris? No, I don't. Where it just went, <laughs> you know, all all of the, you know, all of the jewels just went, all in line and i looked at my life and i looked how i how i loved the part of my job that i loved the most was when i could be creative when i could do visionary things but that was a week a week out of 52 weeks and the other time was all details and If you know the creator profile, the creator profile is all about head in the clouds and you don't want the details. So you, when you get mired in the details, you're out of your flow. So I didn't realize, even though I had a great job, I was uh, 70% of the time, 80% of the time out of my flow Mm. because I was mired in the details. And um, so I, once I found out my profile within six months, I had left my job, sold my house, and started traveling the world.
0: Wow! Like that, you discover your profile, and then you say that is it. <laughs> you took action, right?
1: And you know what? It's because I just kept asking. Like, yeah, this is uh, this is not. If I stay here, like I felt so stifled, and. It just was a pu- brilliant email that came up that said I had built up so much equity in my place, in in my home in Seattle, that um, I just was joking with a friend. Do you think I should sell? You know, I, you know, I just thought it really was the catalyst. That was the email that kind of broke open. Like, oh my God, if I sell my house and I just carry a suitcase around. Could I really do that? And all of a sudden it was like as if the universe said, absolutely, we'll take care of you. And, you know, here I'm coming up on my third anniversary. October 13th will be the third anniversary of my last day of the gig.
0: Wow. So this is, um, you know, fabulous. So which, what would you say now you are kind of um, going towards? Are you going towards... You know, are you living like a day by day? Do you have a vision of where you are trying to get to? What that? What that look like?
1: You know, if you would have asked me this a month ago, I would have had a different answer. Mm -hmm. And so here's the deal. And this is through Roger, too. He studied Buckminster Fuller. A, a, a visionary, a futurist. When, when Roger saw that Buckminster Fuller was called a futurist, he thought, you know what, that's what I want to do in my life. Mm. And, um, what, what Buckminster Fuller did was, um, he, when he was a young man and newly married and had a young daughter who was often sick, um, he, what he was worked with his father-in-law and, They invested their friend's money, their, the family's money and lost it all. And during that time, his daughter also died. And in that absolute despair, Buckminster Fuller was, you know, he just thought that he was going to end his life. So he was in Chicago at the time and was walking out to Lake Michigan when, um, you know, just the, he felt this essence around him, say, how dare you leave this earth when there's so much more for you to do? And what he did was he told his wife that he wouldn't speak until he had something to say, and it was over a year that he didn't speak. And he came out of it, and the first thing that he said was, I am going to make my life an experiment. And I am trusting in the universe so much so that the universe will be my employer. And I have very much taken on that mantle of what would it be if the universe was my employer? It makes me very nimble and very agile because if I, because like I said, a month ago, I had a whole different way of thinking. I had started doing a one woman show about what it is to be an introvert. And I had a wonderful friend see my fifth show. And she said, you know, Marie, you are, I totally get it. I totally get it. Your show is wonderful. I love it. But you're so much more than that. You're so much more than telling the world you're an introvert. And it really hit me hard. Like, absolutely I've been kind of walking around the world kind of on the eggshells of being an introvert and instead what if I was more what if I am more and I am so um, I am right now writing a book about my life and my choice to be happy and my mother always said that I came out giggling (laughs) practicing over 50 years about what it is to be happy in this world. And that doesn't mean that I have been free from sadness. It's because I've known sadness. You can't know great happiness unless you've known great sadness. Mm. So when I made the decision to, to be happy and when there is sadness in my life, I look for places that I can see happiness. Then that is what I want to be more known for than someone who
0: is introvert (laughs) right right that's great that is powerful actually you know the way that and it's great that a friend was able to let you know about that because you could have gone many, many 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 years doing that and then still didn't find really some satisfaction you know it's great that you know somebody was you know courageous enough or kind enough you know to let you know that and then you recognize that that's so beautiful actually
1: yeah um, you know Jim Rohn says you are the the five people the five people spend the most time with and that's another thing that I have learned to the T is who do who am I spending the most time with because that's who I am yeah And so that's important to have those majorly awesome people in my life. And I do, I do have those people who are not yes people in my life. Mm. They love me. They want the best for me. And they will say, Marie, that is, that's not you. Mm. That's not who you, what you stand for. Mm -hmm. Or they say, you're doing an excellent job. And that's, man, it's so cool to have those people in your life for sure.
0: That's super, that's great. And our mutual
1: friend, Catherine, as well. Yeah,
0: one. oh yeah. wow, she's awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm blessed to know her now as well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me, when you were a kid, what did you dream of being when you grew up? <laughs> did you have any type of, uh, you know, job or something that you wanted to become?
1: <laughs> you know, it's really funny because uh, what I, uh, you when I first thought about that question, cause I, I love, you know, this, this is so cool that you, you, you took care of me as a, you know, knowing that I'm a creator profile and you gave me the list of questions that you're going to ask. And I love that opportunity to um, really take a look at what, what did I want in my child when I was a kid? And you know what I loved? is <laughs> I know this seems really strange, but um there was this ad because I didn't know. Um, do you know, do you know temp agencies, temporary yep, agencies? Yep, mm-hmm, yep. Okay. They, there was something that I don't know if they're still around called Kelly girls.
0: Oh, there's some uh, 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 agency called just Kelly. Perhaps that might be Kelly girl that just dropped girls and <laughs> called. Kelly.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, it, when I was young, I really like more liked it because they all look so happy. They looked like they were doing something wonderful, and I didn't know what it was they were doing. And even though I've certainly had my share of temp jobs in this world and and, and short-term gigs, I, I think I created this kind of this – this. even though my corporate gig was 20 years and I did the same job the whole time, I really – when I was young, I really did like that sense of what would it be to make an impact really fast and then go away, you know, make an impact and then move on to something else. And I think uh, looking back at it, it kind of it, that's kind of the way I'm living my entrepreneur life is to make a, make a you know, somebody called me a joy maker the other day. Yeah. I so appreciated that when they said that, a joy maker, because that's what, it, to me, that's how I, I see my life now as someone who just like, Let's just insert joy here. (laughs) Insert fun.
0: Yeah. It's so so great that when I ask this question about, you know, what you want to do when you're a kid, when we really, really look back at what really we wanted to do, this is what, when you find your flow finally, this is what actually you are doing. But we have so much layers of conditioning and all oh, what we should be doing, what we ought to be doing, what somebody say you should, all kinds of stuff and different other motivations that we totally get lost. Oh, <laughs> we totally oh get lost. Yeah. yeah.
1: That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. I, I in so many ways, um, even though I've, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that my history with work has been so lovely. I really have had one awesome job after the other, but when you're not having the impact, it's to me, it's about the impact now. And I, when I look back and I go, oh my gosh, how much more impact could I have? And that's what makes this such a delightful journey. And like I said, a nimble and agile journey too.
0: Yeah. So that's great. So now let's talk about what you are doing currently. Um, uh, what, What do you do? So you have like living future now. You help people actually to find their future self or future history. What actually are you currently doing? Can you describe that?
1: All right. So, it is really, I really have appreciated so much the, that when Roger found this wealth profile system and when someone really is looking to find out like what is their superpower? What do they do best? What is their perspective on life? Then if they want to work with me, it's giving them the uh, the ability to find out what their wealth profile is. And then creating that, future vision and then for me i reverse engineer w- and with with their assistance really they're doing all the work mm. it's really seeing their perspective and then what is it to do like a year out then back back it up three months back it up six months and see what you, can you do today to make that future vision happen and then work to uh, what I love is that it's not like we're going to catch each other in three months. It's like what's going to happen next week and what's going to happen next month. And so it is really all about creating that future vision. And that future vision is also ever changing, too, because sometimes you go, I really thought I liked that, but now I know I don't. Yeah. So it's it's an ever moving target and i really appreciate that but that's what i do is i help it be an accountability partner and to create this future vision for them because as a creator creating a vision is my wheelhouse mm-hmm. you know the one a friend when i first started this who said it best was that i'm like a life size gumball machine with chocolate covered fortune cookies and the ideas keep flowing just like chocolate covered fortune cookies then she said if one i don't like one she knows a thousand more are coming and that's the whole idea about the that idea machine yeah and so, so i really appreciate the fact that i didn't realize that that was a superpower of mine is just to keep generating new ideas for someone for them to go oh my god i didn't realize that's right i can do that and you know, but that's the the important part of staying just like with Roger, staying like up on top of what is happening and that's happening now yeah. so that they can create their dreams their 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 life the life of their dreams mm-hmm. and
0: have you find some some people actually? Um, struggle to create whatever future vision is, so they can't. They can't seem to do that. Do you have any way that you help people to really tap into that future vision?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question because that that the, to have these beliefs that limit us. There was a time right before I left corporate America that I just kept asking myself. I would say something and I'd go. Who said, who, where did that come from? Where did that thought, Why did that limiting belief come from? And I also do a modality called Psyche. And Psyche is a way of speaking to your subconscious by way of your own body. And it's through muscle testing. And it's a really powerful way to, um, just release any limiting beliefs because that's really all it is, mm. all it is. And really, and, and because I now I'm so aware, I can hear it a mile away, a limiting belief. Because if somebody says, I already know that, mm. that's really, do you? Because if you already know it, that means you're just letting yourself be stuck. Mm. I already know that this is the way of life. My father, my mother was this way. My father was that way. That means I'm going to be that way too. Okay. If you want to believe that fine and you can believe anything you want. And I'm never going to try to stop you from believing that I'm just going to keep asking questions because you know what I love the, the my number one value is curiosity.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just stay really curious and I'm a really good listener for that, those little gems that help people to just release the, the things that don't serve them anymore.
0: Yeah, so that's great. Uh, that's super, actually, to really understand how, you know, you can help other people to really discover their future vision. And also knowing that's usually sometimes what helps, uh, you know, what hold us back is what you say our limiting belief and uh you know helping people to understand those as well is another step Sometimes <laughs> sometime you know some people don't even know that they have some limiting belief they have certainty. this is how they should be though so uh yeah so I think that's that's awesome. So now um you know we've talked earlier about how you finally you know um discover your profile but would you say also that it's when you realize who you are and what you're meant to do in life or has it also came at another stage in your life or has it not come yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, any of the above.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I love the fact that, um, you know, when you talked, you just said about certainty, you know, there, the only certainty that I have is that, I am really going to do things that are joyful. Mm. And when it it feels like that is the path, you you know, we're always on the path. Even when we're not on, we don't feel like we're on the path. We're always on the path. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when it's fear filled, then, then I go, Oh, that's only telling me that don't go this way. And when it's joy filled, you go, oh my gosh. Like for example, it was very interesting. When I booked the flight to come down to Vegas, I booked it a day early mm-hmm. and I was reading this wonderful book. I just was at the, the book signing tonight. Which one? Um, it's called a beautiful no. Uh-huh. And Sherry Salata is, uh, she was an, the executive producer for Oprah for 20 years. Okay. And um, then she found out, you know, the show, Oprah show ended and she went, Oh my gosh, my life isn't over. What do I do now? But I worked for the, like the best job ever. And it was so fun to read her book, to go on her events page and to see that she was going to be in Vegas, but I had already booked the flight a day early for me to see the event tonight. And that's the synchronicities are how I live. Mm. You know, it, it becomes no surprise. You know, uh, Roger had said something that if you are surprised by your life, then your future vision isn't strong enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If you're surprised by the synchronicities, then then it's not powerful. You, you don't have a powerful enough future vision because mm-hmm. your future vision, you, you, the synchronicities happen because you have a powerful future vision. Yeah
0: yeah yeah that's great so um can you tell me what actually you struggled the most with in life actually
1: yeah the struggle I think was the fact that I was at a um that I didn't know what I didn't know Mm. because I was stuck at what what my you know the Puritan ethic in, 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 in America, especially, we have that Puritan ethic where you work really hard and you think you're going to get that gold watch. And I mean, th- there is nothing certain in the world right now when it comes to, especially your job, you think, oh, good, I've got a great job. And then, you know, in two weeks, you get a, a pink slip or, yeah. you know, uh, so there, really, what, what is certain? anymore in this life. To me, it's creating your own certainty. Mm. And the, if I struggled with anything, it was the belief that having a a job where you get three, four week vacation and you get your benefits and you get your vacation, you get this and that and the other thing um, to think that that was reality there's so much more in reality as an entrepreneur and so many more people going that route. And it's not about the entrepreneur that, that, is is a ne'er do well with the the dollars Mm. and uh it is really an entrepreneur that wants to make an impact yeah and and danielle Laporte just said something the other day that really hit me says don't start a business unless you want to change the world Mm
0: -hmm. yeah (laughs) that's great actually so that's super um so um when you look back at your childhood how would you say has prepared you to be who you are today
1: well i tell you i feel very fortunate. The fact that I had a family, we love each other. My, I feel like my parents are dancing in heaven right now. They, they were, you know, they were so sweet with each other and loved each other. And I grew up on a farm. I mean, it was, I lived in an idyllic mm. childhood. You know, you run outside and you don't come home until you hear your name a mile away the fact that we could play without ever thought of you know you know i mean we, we literally would go bike riding you know and spend the day out there with you know, my brothers and sisters and my brother and sister and um it was just such an idyllic home life that i just think it so prepared me for when things when i fall flat like like for example i fell down a flight of stairs i mean that was landed my landed right you know on my third eye <laughs> it, was <laughs> crazy. it was a crazy time in my life but i thought you know what can i do with this piece of information and um i got to spend a whole heck of a lot of time with myself and uh that was really brilliant too Mm. but I think to have, to have a home life that where you're, you know, you're loved. I re I did not realize how rare that is. And I, I will never take that for granted.
0: Mm. Yeah. So yes. How, how blessing to have had this life. So at least you have the memory of what that was, and then you can tap into that as well. Um, so, but, Uh, what would you say now is like uh, has been your toughest moment or one of the toughest moments and which learnings have you got from it?
1: Well, I, I, that, uh, it it was four years ago that I fell down the flight of stairs. And the fact that you, you would never know that I fell down a flight of stairs. I will never take that for granted because how many people I've seen or heard, um, have fallen down a flight of stairs and, you know, wow. So for me, it, um, in so many ways, when I look back, I feel like the universe pushed me because I didn't think I would have moved. Mm-hmm. So to go through, um, yep. I had big black eyes. Yep. I had some internal damage. Yep. I broke my hand. Um, But that was about it. And I was eight weeks out of work. And I really and, you know, because I couldn't, every time I stood up, I felt dizzy. I really couldn't leave the house. I was was, um, very sensitive to the sun. It was a very weird eight weeks of my life. But it was also such a powerful time to go, okay, why are you here? Why? What? what why? You know, first it was this, why did this happen to me? And then it was, I don't think anything else could have happened for me. Just, it was a, really a wake up call to know. In fact, my doctor even asked me because the bruises were going away so quickly. And when she said, how does that feel that you're healing so quickly? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I feel really guilty. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty that like, like wh- why, what why what's happening and really every day I would say what am I supposed to be doing what am why am I here and it just literally led me down the path of having people say hey take this profile test having I I, I got two different dance certifications um I did a one-woman show about uh being what it is a life of being an introvert and really settling into the fact that I love the fact that I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that finding out that, you know what, I, I don't want to sh- not shine a light on the. I used to do that. If someone was sad and I was happy, I'd go, well, they don't want to know my happiness. Mm-hmm. And I go, no way, no way. They created me. For me to tell them that I'm happy. And every time I do that, I change the 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 the, the room. I, I I can walk into a room and feel the difference mm. because I have stopped that. Let's like, oh don't be happy now. Don't don't share that with people. Like I man, I used to do that all the time. I don't do that anymore. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah,
0: no yeah. Way. yeah, yeah. Oh, that is awesome, uh, Marie, actually. Um, so um, what actually would you say is, um, you know, is there anything that you regret having or not having done earlier in your life?
1: I, you know, my parents, when they went on their honeymoon, they took a three-month honeymoon in Europe. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they. And so uh, my first travel was traveling alone. And I did a trip over, uh, it was a winter break in college, and I went over to Europe by myself. And that probably was the biggest thing that I could have done, confidence builder and... You know, trying. You know, I had. I was studying French at the time, and um, I, you know, of course, I was just studying. Right? It's not. I'm certainly am not fluent, and I wish I was. But, but still, you know, handling myself alone in countries where I didn't. I was. It was the language was not native to me. Was very powerful. I remember being on a train ride where uh, we were in Germany and two women both didn't speak English. And we, the, the way we communicated with each other still brings me to tears. I mean, that was that we didn't need a language. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was such, uh, that first trip was such a huge thing. And I just caught the bug of, <laughs> oh my gosh, ev- if everybody, I will never say should, but I think travel changes everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm so with you because travel is also my passion, and I go to places where I don't speak the language of any, you know, of anyone there. But the yeah. connection that we have is strong. I tell you. Yes we don't need any other language because we can communicate in a different ways. I love that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. much with you. Yeah. So tell me now, let's talk about money. Money <laughs> is yep. a topic, uh, that's obviously, you know, um, get so many people passionate about this and that so my question actually is that usually people do something that they love um, and then don't get paid much for it and at the time people do something that they you know don't love or you know are not really very meaningful to them but are really making a lot of money so my question is that how can we both do what we love and get paid well for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one billion dollar question right <laughs> oh
1: my gosh you know if i if is it through this uh through roger's work mm-hmm. you know uh, even in, in the signature lines in roger's work it, it says wealth is the beginning not the end yeah and
0: he even you know, says said- is that wealth is what you're left with when you lose everything
1: exactly exactly and that was that has really been my life since with for for the the past three years you know when you don't have a mortgage and you're not paying utilities and you're and really all you know my life is that you know i I had 20 years of working in the travel industry. Therefore, you know, between mileage programs and, you know, really what, what are the benefits that I could use, travel, do what I love, be a digital nomad, and not be stuck with the fact that I have to um, have a salary. And, I feel like I have set up my life so because I think when people go, oh I could never do what you're doing because it would take so much money and like mm. really? That is such a limiting belief because there's so many ways to save money and there's so many ways to Uh, the the benefits of travel when you know the inner, the inner circles of what, you know, literally you just start talking to people and they'll give you different websites to use or, um, you know, different avenues by which to um, save the dollars, which is the energy of dollars anyway. So for me, I, you know, because I have chosen this route, I so appreciate the fact that I don't need a lot of dollars to have a really cool life. And it, I don't have the stress of, oh my gosh, I got to keep making seven figures and I got to keep doing this and I got to keep doing that. That the dollars are not important. The lifestyle is. And I really enjoy my life. I enjoy the fact that I can stay agile, that I can move on a dime, that I can um, go wherever I want to. If I, even if my plans change, I can change them quickly. And because um, right now it's right now it's me, and I really appreciate. I I you know this being in a. Uh, be, and also having a world of friends, you know, I have a global world. I, I am a, as as you've said already. I'm an international best-selling author, and there's 18 people in this the book. You are a genius, and they have become such good friends. And I'm going. I'm putting a world tour together next year, and to visit every single person, all the 18 authors of the book, and. To be able to stay in all these beautiful places I it is such an honor to do that. And so for me, uh, to have a meaningful life and have the dollars that I need, it, I, man, I used to think, I, I used to be so stressed out about, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money here and I don't have this and I need, I need, you know, paying the mortgage and doing stuff it, it doesn't it does, boy I haven't even thought of that just to even say it was kind of being stressful <laughs> but now I don't I really don't I really don't think about it I really I, I know that I need that when I talk to people about what what their path is and what their future vision is And when you really get to see the stars in people's eyes about what they want, and I can really hone that for them, and in that exchange, they pay me dollars, and I work on their future vision with them, that is where the juice is. That is where the fun is. That, to me, and I get to do that every day. I get to do that every day.
0: I I I love what you say, you know, and the way that is a choice that you've made to just have the lifestyle that you've chosen now. And then money is relative and it comes just as a result of, you know, whatever you're sharing. And, you know, you distress yourself by thinking about money, actually, and really being focused on really what you are here to live and experiment. And, you know, that's beautiful. And I know that's, you know, there are quite a lot of people who don't have that courage to live, you know, this kind of lifestyle, or perhaps might have some other responsibilities or other stuff that, you know, you know, or uh, perhaps limiting beliefs, whatever it is, Um, you know, and don't make the choice to live their life that they know they can live. How do you get people, once they understand their future vision, to have the courage to live it? Because understanding is one thing, right? And then having the courage to really step into it and live it is a totally different thing. Um, How do you get people to take the second part? (laughs) Or, you know, yes, to, to, you know, once they discover that, I know that discovering is also like a, struggle for some people but once you finally get there how do you get the courage to jump
1: <laughs> you know this that is really that is such a poignant question because if if they it's truly the, the, as much as i believe it for them and i will hold the vision for them i absolutely refuse to hold if if they don't hold it for themselves I can't do the work for them. My best clients are the people who walk into the room saying, I want to play. I want to play this game called life. And my words are my wands. And I am going to play as hard as I can and make this dream come alive. And if you look at all the major entrepreneurs out there that are doing really good work, that's all what they've done. They held a vision for themselves and, and had a heck of a lot of action to it. Mm -hmm. You can hold a vision as you know, forever, but if you don't have any action to it, Mm there, nothing happens. But to me, I only want to play with players, player, people who want to play too.
0: I love and, that. <laughs> yeah, and I and I
1: will I will say no to people if they don't want to play yeah. because um I I know we haven't talked about the wealth spectrum. Yeah. But really, the the vision of the wealth spectrum is going from a you know, oh my, the dollars don't meet every month, and you're struggling from the victim mode to the, you know, to the worker mode to. You know, going up the the well spectrum, and if people are in that red or infrared, where they, all they see is heat, and they want to blame, shame, or complain, mm-hmm. I, oh. they, yeah, I that 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 isn't the client that I want to work mm-hmm. with because it's um, you know it's yeah, yeah. I really want people well, I want to play with people who want to play too.
0: Yeah, I think that is it is important to have a clarity again of who you want to play with and, you know, have fun with your clients. So, you know, if this is not where your passion or your, you know, um, desire to work with is fine. So I'm sure they can find other people who help them at that level, actually. So people are different level, have different people they can go to, um, you know, to help them. That's, that's beautiful. Yes. The wealth spectrum. Yes. That, that
1: to me, that is the number one question I ask now yep. is having, making sure that my clients take the wealth spectrum test 1st because finding your profile is wonderful, but if you don't know where you are uh-uh. on the wealth spectrum, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's almost like you, do, you you certainly don't have all the pieces. Yes. Once you know where you are, then you can do something about it. Yeah. You can do something about it. And that's the thing is to not, to, to if you don't know where you're at, then you're just kind of just flailing in the dark. Yeah. And um, the wealth spectrum is a very good, and that's also a free test too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, One of the, yes, uh, the clarity that the World from gave is totally, you know, you're so right, because no matter how you know your profile, if you try to play a strategy that a level is playing and you are not there, you are going to fail every time. So knowing where you are. In this spectrum is uh, hugely important because you can, you know, be a creator as you and be infrared. This is not the same creator who is playing at uh, you know the conductor level you know that's this right. is totally different game and you know um that you can play so based on your profile and where you're at so that's a distinction is really important uh mary um so now let's talk about movement so which movement are you part of or you are looking to lead or are leading
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, after listening to Sherry Salata tonight, um, yeah. her book of the beautiful, no, she talks about she's uh, how did she say it? She said, "Just think of your life uh, every day as you know, uh, calendar pages flying, and you know." One one day, one day, and another day, and another day, and another day, and they can either be just calendar pages going off into the wind. But if they're full of the, the the sparkle of life, then let them go and say, "Oh my gosh, wasn't that a wonderful life?" But all of a sudden, if eight months go by and you're still sad about something that's happened in your life, and why would you want to do that? And if there's any movement that I want to be a part of is you know, a um, movement for t- magic and joy, and and if you know, I think we have been, we have let this woo woo, kind of you know this, you know, because I've certainly been called woo woo before, <laughs> and um, and it's all it's never in a good way, mm. and to me, I think it is really time for us, anyone in in that has been called anything woo-woo is I, I think it's time for us to shine. That we've we've been, you know, put in the shoehorned into this, you know, don't don't say that woo-woo thing. And now I say just say it. And if that's any type of movement, whether it's happiness, joy, I mean there's so much science behind the fact of, you know, choosing happy when you have a choice. Uh, and that if if there is a movement that I would want to be a part of, it would be that
0: yeah that's wonderful, yeah, no, I heard about this who would think, so because you are creative, you are in, 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 you know imagining beautiful things, people try to pin you down to the reality, which is like, yeah, what about this? What about that? So I think yes, that's what you know, and you know the 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 earliest people can you know get happiness and joy back in their life they are the better you know because yes this is what life should also be about you know we obviously you know can have different responsibility but you know having joy and happiness you know shouldn't be you know hoo! -hoo actually should be part of (laughs) the whole uh life actually so that's beautiful so now tell me um you know how do you want to be remembered for?
1: Well, I, you know, I really think that um, because I love to dance, that is one thing that is brings me so much joy. And when I don't do it, I don't, I really, truly notice it. And I really, I notice it in my life. I notice it in my joints. I notice it, and I just, I, it is, it is brings me so much joy to dance.
0: Which and, dance? Which dance do you do?
1: Well, for me, um, more on the ecstatic side, more on the uh, female empowerment side. There's a beautiful dance form called Koya. Q O Y A. That uh, Rochelle Sheik is the founder of, and I'm ai I'm one of the very few people on this earth who fill, facilitate that dance. And there's also a, a new dance form called Prana Shakti. And so the the breath of life, that's- Prana, P-R-A-N-A, the breath of life mm-hmm. and Shakti, that's that, 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 the beauty of the feminine. Mm. And um, that is, in fact, that's why I'm going to Texas uh, in these next two weeks to finish off that certification and I really, to be known as, you know, joy in motion, um, is really, truly, that would be a very delicious thing to be known for.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so fun. That's great. What did you learn from all your experiences that you most want to transmit to others?
1: Hmm. You know, I, you know, the first thing that came up was the fact that um, we all have a story to tell. And I so appreciate the, the fact that, you know, different perspectives make a life. I don't want you to think like me. Although how many people want us to think like each other? And to me, I think the world of diversity, I, you know, I I was asked the other day if I was a feminist and and I said, no, I feel like what I am is an inclusionist and because diversity is where it's at, you know, seeing different perspectives and um, different skin colors, different, ways of living different places on this earth and Everybody there's 7.2 billion people on this earth. There's 7.2 billion stories and all of our stories tie into each other We have the same themes in our stories, but if we don't see our stories as different too we are we are our, our uniqueness makes us awesome and yet we're all one. And the, the paradox of that, I will delight in my whole life. But I, to me, it's about including, including people, including different perspectives. And, and my curiosity is, <laughs> I want to hear everyone's different story. Mm,
0: yeah, I love that. So tell me, if your life was a film or a book, <laughs> which you wrote twice, <laughs> which title would it be?
1: You know, I when I came up with my company's name, The Magical Land of Awesome, it is through the fact that um, uh, each of the wealth profiles has a myth attached to it. And the myth of the creator is Peter Pan. And when... <laughs> I had happened to direct and choreograph two uh, um, two versions of Peter Pan uh, in my theater days. Mm. And so, oh my gosh, it so rang true. Never want to grow old. <laughs> well, what is it like to, you know, because so I thought if Peter has Neverland, mm-hmm. what would my land be? And when I came up with The Magical Land of Awesome, uh, people have been calling me magical Marie for years. And so I went, you know, magical and awesome. And I love spelling it with a CK because m- spelling magic with a C is like a rabbit pulling a rabbit out of a hat and spoiler alert, the rabbits there, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but magical with a CK is really creating something from nothing. And creating something from your life and your experiences. And that's why it's so magical with a CK. Mm-hmm. And so if, if my life was a film, the magical land of awesome would definitely be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that so much. So what would you say is your superpower?
1: Well, if it's to bring the, the reframe of, uh, you know, I can just look at friends when they say something and like, mm-hmm. I'll just wait because I can reframe anything. And, um, and, and with, with sprinkling it with a bit of magic is really, I, I, if you would have asked me three years ago, I could not have said that, but you know what? Mm -hmm. I say it with abandon now because I can bring magic in the room.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So now what is your definition of meaningful work and meaningful life? (laughs)
1: just when you you to to hear this this word meaningful Mm. i think that what a delicious word that you have chosen Mm -hmm. that um as as and you say it twice yeah that that To me, that is how many times when I, when somebody gives me a compliment, the first thing I think is how meaningful that is. Does how, how does that sit in my body and how does this sit in my, the temple of who I am and meaningful is such a beautiful word. It is really living a life and living it on purpose, living it with, with abandon and because why else are we here? (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> I know. The, the question I kept asking myself as I was leaving corporate America is why? Why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? And then to find this meaningful life behind the curtain has been really, truly magical. So to live the, a meaningful life, do meaningful work is uh, it's it's everything. Mm
0: yeah that's beautiful um any uh, parting uh, last piece of guidance that uh, i have an asked then you feel that you know you want to communicate to really live a meaningful life
1: i to me it is um Because I, you know, I, somebody, you know, I, I, when I started traveling and spending uh, lots of time, uh, I spent three months in Australia, four months in Bali, a month in South Africa, you know, the, and, and travel all over the United States. And that was just to be the, you know, the first seven or so months of, the, of my trip. And I um, was asked if I was uh, doing an eat, pray, love thing uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, which is Elizabeth Gilbert's birth book. And I kept saying, not. Nah, Elizabeth Gilbert did Eat, Pray, Love. I'm doing my thing. Mm. And I would just say, if anyone's listening to this, do your thing. Don't do my thing. Mm. And if that means doing something, you know, taking yourself out on a walk in nature, if that means enjoying a sunset, if that means taking a bath, if that means walking with a friend, if that means doing something that's just out of the ordinary of what you normally Get out of the ordinary of what your normal reality life is and just start inserting fun and play yeah. in every day. Um, and magic is going to happen.
0: I love that. Get out of the ordinary. (laughs) That is so brilliant. Is there now, uh, finally, some resources that you like to share for people to, you know, do meaningful work, meaningful life, either your own or other books or resources that have impacted your life?
1: Well, I... Certainly, Roger's work has been exceedingly meaningful in my life um, because it altered everything. I uh, I'm also a huge fan of Marie Forleo. I was doing B school at the same time. I found out my wealth profile, and um, that was exceedingly meaningful for me. So those two things, um, gosh, you know. But I would also say, if someone's listening. Don't do me, do you. And you will find your mentors. you will find the people in your life, but don't do it alone. Yeah. That if anything that if Roger has taught me anything, uh, it is don't do this alone. Yeah because it's well, in America, where we've got the John Wayne syndrome going on, you know, I could, I could do this alone and yeah, if I tell anybody that means I'm wasting my time, I could do it faster myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah.
0: yeah i think it's not just in america it's uh, all over the world <laughs>
1: oh good that,
0: yeah a lot of people think uh, you know it would be best to do the for, for themselves and then they'll get to keep everything but you know that is uh, you know no longer the case i don't know if it has been the case at some stage but yes don't do it alone is like universal mm-hmm. <laughs> you know a lot of people try to do it alone but yeah we can't do it all alone, and yeah, I know that Roger always keeps uh, telling that. You know, there are different things you can leverage other people' things, so you don't have to be alone, really.
1: And that's another thing. That's a really good point. Is the things you hate to do, which everybody has something they hate to do, is there someone in your world that would love to do that thing?
0: That's true. That's
1: true. <laughs> and really, when I thought about that, it just, everything made sense. Know. You know, some love to you do the accounting. I,
0: <laughs> I was thinking about the accounting too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there Better are some see. people who love to do the accounting. I've seen I last know. time I met a guy, he's an accountant, a very, very happy accountant. He loves what he does, you know? <laughs>
1: Indeed, yeah, that, that's
0: the beauty.
1: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'd say start listing the things you hate to do and then look <laughs> in your world and see who can do those things that you hate because it'll that means that you, if you're doing those things, you're out of your flow. Yeah, so, so that's that, staying in your
0: flow. That is super. Uh, so, how can people reach you and uh, learn more about <laughs> what you do and, um, you know, your work and everything else?
1: The best way to do it is through www.magicallandofawesome.com and magical spelled with a CK.
0: CK, yeah, I'm going to put all those things in the show notes. Marie, it was a great pleasure (sighs) really (laughs) to have you on this call. It was like, uh, wow, a creator. That was a creator conversation, right? So with so much inspiration, so much, you know, thinking out of the box, really letting things happen and get out of the ordinary. I love that bit. <laughs> yes. It was really such a pleasure to have you, Marie. Thank you very much. Thank you. What are you committed to do today to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelli.com slash podcast, with all the references and resources shared on the show. Whilst you are there, leave me a message to tell me in the comments what was your key takeaway from this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It will take you a minute, but it will mean a lot to me and will also help me to spread this word and being found online. So thank you for listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. The show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I will see you next week for another epic episode of the season four. Until then, dream act
1: and make an impact. Lots of love.